It is coming up to what is 19 minutes past 12 on Midday Report. Te Purongo o Te Tutanga, and I'm joined now by RNZ Business Editor Giles Beckford. And Giles, back to our leading story. Inflation is the only story in town. Kia ora Yes, it would seem to be quite rampant and stubborn. As you may have heard earlier, inflation remains stubbornly high, barely moving from a 32-year high. Consumer prices increased 2.2% in the three months ended September. The annual rate was a fraction lower at 7.2%. Joining me to discuss this is Westpac's acting chief economist, Michael Gordon. Kira to you, Michael. Good afternoon. Well, I won't uh, point the finger at the economics fraternity for uh, all expecting 65 6.6% inflation, but just what were the surprises in this uh, number? Uh, well, I think it's fair to say that everyone was expecting a pretty ugly number anyway, so it was really only a um, matter of degrees that were in it. Um, so while I think there were certain factors that cropped up, for instance, um, airfares uh, increased uh, about 20%, uh, would have been so higher than what we'd penciled in. But really when it comes down to it, there's not really particular villains that you can point to in this, uh, whether you're looking at something that's uh, imported goods or if it's something that's uh, sort of got quite a heavy labour component, you're seeing price rises that are quite large and really almost across the board. Uh, One of the surprises might have been, though, the strength of domestic inflation, which on the stats in Z numbers are the highest since 2002. Yeah, that's right. And that's, I think, the one that is, is perhaps more worrying because it has more, more potential to become persistent. Um, there's a bunch of things that go into that group. So some of them are uh, sort of government-related charges, for instance, local body rates, and they do usually um, get, have their reset in the September quarter. Um, but there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of services that go into that category as well, and that's where that labour component comes in. So when we, we sort of worry, you know, talk about the risk of a, a kind of a feedback loop between wages and prices, that's where we'd be looking for evidence of it to show up. And yes, that, that has been quite strong, and that's, that, that raises the risk that we continue to see high inflation rates uh, in the year, years ahead. Reserve, former Reserve Bank Governor Don Brash was saying on Morning Report uh, today that one of the big things that the Reserve Bank has to focus on, not just the actual numbers of getting it back into its zone, but inflation expectations. Just explain to people why that's so important. Well, it's it's essentially. I mean, expectations is a bit of an airkitty word that we use. It's it's um, it's really not just about what you expect inflation to do. It's your ability to act on it. So you can you can expect high inflation, but if we were in a weak economy, if we had eight percent unemployment, um, your ability to uh, negotiate a cost of living uh, increase in your wages is not going to be there. Uh, whereas if it's in a you know quite strong economy, very tight labour market with um, let's say unemployment in the low threes, uh, then you've got a, a lot of power to, uh, to, to try and get cost of living hikes and, and more. Uh, so it's, it's really about the, I guess, the, the potential persistence for it. So do we, do we start to see this mechanism of uh, prices go up so people are able to negotiate higher wages? Businesses are fine with that because then they can pass on that cost to their customers. Um, of course, the customers see a cost of living increase and they need a pay rise and so on. So that, that's kind of, it's, it's really about that link between we've had some high high inflation versus what causes it to be repeated in the future. Well, a couple of uh, your rivals in the economics field have moved quickly uh, after these numbers. They've increased their uh, forecast for Reserve Bank rate hikes, 75 basis points, three quarters of a percentage point, uh, November and again in February. Are you moving the same way? 
Well, we're looking at our forecast at the moment. So as it stands, uh, we were expecting a, a 50 basis point increase at their next review. That's the size that they've been doing recently. Uh, but, you know, you know the, the, the risks are they're heading towards more work required from the Reserve Bank. To be fair, they've, they've had the right idea. They've talked about this idea of early action to try and get ahead of things and maybe um, reduce the the peak in the cash rate that we need for the cycle. So I, I think they've, they've certainly had the right intention and they've been going about it the right way, but what we're finding is that they're, they're probably not ahead of the game in the way that they would have thought at this stage. Thank you very much. That's Michael Gordon, the Acting Chief Economist at Westpac Bank. A couple of annual meetings were on this morning. Meridian Energy was one of them. It says the country still needs to invest at least $30 billion in renewable energy projects to meet carbon or zero carbon emissions target by 2050. The annual meeting's been told it's working on seven renewable energy projects at the moment to be completed in seven years, including green hydrogen and Southland. Here's the Chief Executive, Neil Barclay, and he says uh, this is what Meridian is planning. And overall, the Southern Green Hydrogen Project is full steam ahead. We're working with two shortlisted parties. We expect to choose one and agree terms for the development stage of the project by the end of the year and reach a final investment decision in 2024, with plant commissioning probably around the 2027 timeframe. Meridian says it's still talking to Rio Tinto about the future of the aluminium smelter and supply to it uh, after 2024. The other company that had a meeting this morning was the rural services outfit PGG Wrightson, and it's lowered its earnings forecast amid rising costs. The meeting's been told this morning it now expects $62 million earnings in the current year. That compares with more than 67 of a year ago. Independent Director Sarah Brown says trading's broadly in line with expectations, but last year's result was particularly strong. It is based upon our current assessment of a less certain operating environment. It is very early in the year, however, and we'll be in a better position to assess this after the busy spring trading period. In the meantime, the business remains focused on continuing to deliver on our strategy and creating value as we head into the busy spring trading period. That's Independent Director at PGG Wrightson, Sarah Brown. Let's see how markets are performing, and I'm joined by Kyle Edmonds of Jardin Securities. Kia ora to you, Kyle. Kia ora, Giles. Well, strong session on Wall Street, and it looks like a strong session locally. Absolutely. Uh, major US indices rose sharply, thanks to better-than-expected bank earnings, along with a rebound for oversold tech names. The flow-on effect here in uh, New Zealand uh, means that uh, we're up 105 point two points to 10,891, uh, led by the likes of Air New Zealand up 2.7% to 76 cents, Sky City's up 27 as well to $2.70, Fisher & Paykel Healthcare is up 2.3% to 19.49. What's it looking like in Australia? Similar sort of fashion over there, up 1.4% or 90 points to 6,754. Uh, and the currency, there was no move in the New Zealand dollar after those inflation numbers, so clearly they were expecting that uh, still hefty Reserve Bank rate rises are on the agenda. You're right. So it's all largely priced in, uh, trading uh, somewhat flat against all major trading partners, against the US 0.5633, against the Aussie dollar 0.8953, uh, the British pound 0.4957, against the euro 0.5724, uh, against the Japanese yen, 83.97, and the Chinese yuan, 4.0496. What's it looking like for interest rates, oil and gold? Sure thing, NZD TWI is 67.27, three-month bank bill is 4.04, 4. 
Brent crude is 91.62 a barrel and gold is 1649.94. Thank you very much. That's Carl Edmonds from Jarden Securities. Some other items of business news that popped up this morning. Manor Energy, that's the generating assets of the former Trust Power. It's cut its full year profit outlook by $20 million after being hit by a period of high prices and low hydro inflows and then by a period of strong inflows and low prices. It obviously couldn't win. And Christchurch Airport stepping up uh, green hydrogen development. It's uh, going to join with Hamburg Airport from Germany. They've uh, agreed to work together on green hydrogen development for hydrogen-powered vehicles and aircraft. Its chief executive, Malcolm John, says one of the challenges will be fuel storage. That's business at the moment. We'll update... Uh, News and numbers in Checkpoint around half past five. And, of course, keep listening for all the reaction on the inflation numbers. But for now, money, back to you, Kia ora. Kia ora,